Welcome to the I and Team Podcast with Brian Smith and Mary Smith. You are more important to your team than you might believe. Everybody has something to contribute, and most importantly, that's influence. Learn more on today's program. Now, here is Brian Smith and Mary Smith. Hi, team. Welcome back to the I and Team Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Smith, here with my dad, Brian Smith. Hey, everybody. Last week, we discussed what it was like to be a good and a bad team member in your spheres of influence, and this week, we're going to be talking about constructive criticism to kind of piggyback on the theme that we've been going with for the past couple weeks. Um, Before that, we talked about managing relationships um, in our personal and professional lives, so now we're going to be talking about constructive criticism, which we kind of touched on in last week's podcast, and we also touched on a little bit in the week prior to that. Um, So this week, we just want to like dive a little bit into uh, like when is constructive criticism considered constructive versus just being criticism? Um, What are the best methods to deliver constructive criticism to the people that you're going to be talking to so that it's in a positive way instead of in a negative way? Um, We're going to talk about how when you receive constructive criticism, how you should go about putting that into effect in your life and kind of talking about like how that should make you feel because sometimes when we receive constructive criticism it doesn't really go that well and then we're going to end with how we can try to dissolve the stigma surrounding constructive criticism so that we can all benefit from it yep very good so you know one of the things about being a good or bad team member is the ability to help others and um, one of the things that is key to helping others especially in a work environment is being comfortable receiving and giving constructive criticism and uh, it really is difficult sometimes to know the difference between regular criticism and constructive criticism because oftentimes people will just generalize and say well any criticism I give is constructive but that's not really true if it's not received in a constructive way then it's not constructive. So your delivery um, can really influence if criticism becomes constructive or destructive because the opposite of constructive criticism is destructive criticism. Mm -hmm. And so um, what makes it constructive is that you are giving somebody through criticism an opportunity to learn something and you're giving them actually tasks or information that helps them to be better just telling somebody that they do something wrong or that they've done something wrong without offering a way for them to do it right in the future that's really the key difference the key difference is is that when you criticize somebody for something if you have any intent of it to be constructive it should be included with a path to doing it the right way or what you think is the right way the bigger part of that is is you should be willing to have a conversation and learn why this person may have done it wrong in the first place and have an understanding of their path to get to that point where it where you think it's wrong Mm -hmm. okay because not all constructive criticism is constructive in that it might not be right so it doesn't mean that you shouldn't still try to deliver it. It's all part of our influence of communication. But ensure that when you give it, that you're also willing to take it back because you might learn something from the process. And that's what takes us into how do you give 
good constructive criticism mm-hmm. is the expectation should always be that you're going to listen as much as you're going to give that constructive insight to somebody. You need to be willing to understand what got them there because just teaching them what might be the end result of a task, okay? What might be, um, we're developing, let's say, flow charts for somebody. And in the end, they just don't look right. They're, you know, not in the right sequence. So we say to somebody, you know, the next time that you do a flow chart for somebody, it needs to be more organized. Well, what does that mean? Okay, and why did they have it disorganized? What understanding did they have of that process? What led them to providing this flow chart, which is hypothetical, to you at that time? Okay, mm-hmm. maybe you're going to learn something about the process of data collection or the process of how they communicated to get that information or their understanding of even what a flow chart might have been. You or might, what organized is. Right. You might even learn that you didn't do a good job teaching them originally what the what a flowchart was or how it was going to be utilized in the context of whatever it is you're developing one for so the constructive criticism turns around and comes back on you as mm-hmm. you are teaching somebody something you may learn something about yourself or your organization that you're not preparing people correctly that you're not educating people correctly that you're not onboarding people correctly that you're not communicating correctly so some of the best the or the best method of going into constructive criticism would be be prepared to listen as much as you're giving that information yeah definitely communication is really important in all aspects of life and we talk about it a lot on the show but especially when you're giving constructive criticism you have to be mindful that what you're communicating, how you're communicating it is being understood by the other party the way that you want it to be understood. So with the flowchart example, if someone delivered you a flowchart that you thought was unorganized, that's your definition of being unorganized. That doesn't mean that it's the person who made its definition of being unorganized. So when you're giving constructive criticism, you do have to listen as much as you talk. But when you do talk, you have to ensure that the other party understands what you're saying from your perspective. So you have to maybe ask them to repeat it back to you or just like make sure like, do you know what organized is? Like, this is how I see what organized is. Maybe you don't see it that way. Um, and then work together to make it so that next time you work on a similar project that it can be organized in the way that you both see it. Yeah, um, make it constructive. Yeah, you know, make ha- it constructive. Help have, a con- have a conversation. Look for the misunderstandings. Ask questions um, back and forth and, and explain that to somebody. When, when you first start uh, communicating with somebody about criticism, of something that they've done or some work product that they've provided or something that you observed. Maybe it's criticism about how they communicate with others or criticism about how they receive information from others and how they react to it. Whatever it might be, be ready to have this conversation, but let them know ahead of time, look, I'd like to have a conversation about the way you communicate with other people because it looks to me like you are emotional or you lack emotion or you look confused or every time you come into a meeting you're unprepared 
you know, why is it that you're unprepared? What is prohibiting you from being prepared um, for meetings? Whatever the issue is that you're offering constructive criticism, be honest and, and forthcoming with that person that what you're trying to convey to them is meant to be constructive, is meant to, in the end, help everybody, not just them, but everybody be better. So, and it's okay to say that up front. It's also okay to own the fact that, hey, if I tend to get out of being constructive and leaning more towards where you feel it's personal, you know, feel it's okay if you say to me, hey, that, that feels like we're getting away from being constructive. So, and when we're receiving criticism from others when we're getting constructive criticism it is okay to say that to somebody you know what I don't feel like this is constructive now I feel like it's more personal and it's more of an opinion than constructive criticism and I'd like to have a bigger discussion about why we're so far apart on what our beliefs are in what this is so be honest with people and let them know how you feel about the, the constructive process that you may be going through in your organization. So one of the problems, however, in um, giving or receiving constructive criticism is that we worry about or we look at having hurt feelings, um, what it's going to do to our relationship if we engage in this kind of a conversation, what kind of anxiety we have, and all of those things get in the way of constructive criticism. And humans uh, naturally get defensive when they're presented with something that we have, we're being accused of maybe doing wrong, right? And constructive criticism takes us right there. The, the nucleus of constructive criticism is something didn't happen that the other party expected to happen in a certain way or at a certain time or we didn't follow some certain policy or procedure or something like that right and it automatically throws up walls it's the stigma we have with criticism in general but specifically jumping from criticism to constructive criticism and differentiating those two which i hope we've done a good job of of differentiation mm -hmm. but it's difficult sometimes even as the presenter of critic constructive criticism things that are uh, we're trying to be constructive of but that have also affected us personally as humans if we are being personally affected by something we have a tendency to put emotion into it and if there's emotion coupled with any kind of criticism it can get really mm -hmm. uh, it can be a problem um, the people that we're talking to can not take it the right way. I'm sure Mary could give you a number of examples because she's my daughter in how I might have presented criticism in raising her in certain things through the years where as a parent I was more emotional than I should have been or less emotional than I should have been where it seemed like I didn't care enough which is just as bad as not caring so, you know, the lack of interest or the lack of focus on a problem, the dismissal of it, oh, well, it's not a big deal or, you know, it doesn't really matter when it does matter to some people is just as bad. So dissolving the stigmas requires back to that the age old thing that we talk about 
communication. The best influence you can have in any action you take, I don't care if it's criticism, constructive criticism, uh, education, support, across the board is good communication and honest communication. And that means if there is a motion, call it out first. Tell people, you know, I'd really like to have a discussion about something that's happened. I'd like to provide you with some constructive criticism, but it's really upset me, and I apologize for any emotion that I bring into it. And you've now, at least a little bit, diffused the shock of the emotion that you might show. You've prepared them to do that, and it takes, what? one two three seconds mm -hmm. right and how many times i'm going to ask mary how many times had i said that to you before we've had those conversations as father daughter if i would have just diffused it a little bit and put things into context could it have helped i know for me when somebody's angry if they told me ahead of time you know i'm really angry and i just like to have a discussion about what makes me angry uh, I'd be less on the defensive and more on the receiving side. That's because you set the expectation. So when you set an expectation when you're talking to someone, especially when that conversation is going to get emotional, you don't surprise that person. And most conversations that we have, they're not really filled with that much emotion. So when you come at someone with a discussion that's filled with emotion, it's going to catch them off guard and it's going to evoke their own emotions. So that's probably going to turn into my back's against the wall, I'm going to lash out or anxiety or they just shut down and won't listen. So it's really important to set the expectation for the type of conversation you're going to have and the way you're going to be delivering it because it'll help the other person understand where you're coming from at a better angle and it the shock of the conversation won't happen so they'll be focused they'll be engaged um and maybe they'll be less emotional as well if they know that like okay they're gonna be a little bit emotional but like i can handle it yeah and sharing how you feel about something is actually a positive it's your effort in helping or caring about the feelings of that other person it's the first step towards healing is the understanding that what you might be talking about is difficult and that you are trying from the get-go to make that conversation just a little bit more palatable if you will a little bit more easy for each of you to start understanding that whatever conversation we have when it comes to any type of criticism is going to invoke some type of defensive feeling in somebody there's really hardly unless you're a sociopath or have such a big ego where you just don't care most people will care and by establishing this early on you'll start from a positive footprint I mean you that, that first step is a positive one telling somebody how you feel is a positive step it opens you up uh, it makes you a little vulnerable um, it helps settle people down they have a, a better understanding of what to expect coming forward so any type of criticism you should start that way if at all possible but specifically constructive criticism you know mm -hmm. come at that from is the, the the most positive posture that you can muster for yourself 
and for that person. And if you've been listening or you don't know about somebody, in other words, you haven't had a lot of interaction with somebody so you don't know how they might react to constructive criticism, ask. Ask somebody they might work with. Okay, what's the best way to communicate with them? You don't have to give away that you're about to have a difficult conversation with somebody. You can ask a workmate, hey, you know, what's the best way to approach so-and-so uh, in a new conversation? Is there anything in particular, any advice you can give me in the best way to communicate with them? So you never know what kind of little nuances you might find what their workmates might say. They may tell you, you know what, so-and-so has had a really bad day today. Today's not a good day for that. But, you know, usually they show up in the morning and that's the best time to have good conversations with somebody is in the morning. Or the best time is in the afternoon. So, and if that can work for you, if that actually can be fit into the scenario where you're trying to give this criticism, then fit it in. Don't be selfish and say, I've got to do it right now because i got to get it off my chest right now. If you really don't, then wait until a better time comes. And I'm not talking about procrastinating for a long time. I'm talking about finding the best opportunity to be constructive. And that means that you can give the information well and it can be received well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really important too, like when you're on the receiving end of constructive criticism, to not only listen, but when you're giving constructive criticism, you're probably the way that it's constructive is that you are open with your communication and that you have a plan to try to help that person. But when you're the other person getting the constructive criticism, you have to really listen to that plan. Um, really try, because I know a lot of people, they have a tendency to shut down and ignore constructive criticism. Like, I don't need to do that. The way I'm doing it's fine. Or whatever just so and so like, said i could do it a different way or mm -hmm. you know the policy is different those are all valid things to bring up mm -hmm. you know what engage if you're the one on the receiving end then that's your chance that's your chance to challenge policy in a positive way it's your chance to say why you do it a different way mm -hmm. it's your opportunity to challenge what is constructive about what you're receiving and have that conversation because what might fall out of it is something you give constructively back to that person mm -hmm. which could benefit them other people even the entire organization that you're that you're talking about and context matters mm -hmm. okay if you're lacking context then add it ask for it or add it yourself say okay can you put that in context for me I think one of the the biggest things that's that's important in any type of criticism is to be positive mm -hmm. be positive and have a plan to help that person i personally think that that's what differentiates constructive criticism from regular criticism is that you have a plan to help that person figure out how to move forward um, because you're helping them construct a new way to go about their tasks that's a really um, good point mary so yeah, have a good plan. So, and if you don't have a plan, don't be reactive, right? Don't, don't be reactive with constructive criticism. Don't just fly off the handle and say, well, the policy is this. Mm -hmm. Okay, take a step back. To be constructive, you need to understand what caused the problem first. You cannot be constructive without knowing what caused 
that person or that issue to happen. Otherwise, how do you put it into context? You may not know. Mm-hmm. And you may not know what they were thinking either if right. you don't know. Right. So open communication, have a plan, and be positive. Yes. Yep. And communicate. Again, communicate. I won't say that enough. And listen. Yes. Listen. I think a lot of people think that listening isn't involved in communication. I think that most people, when they think of communication, they think about just talking. But the biggest part of communication is listening. Listening and watching, knowing your surroundings, body mm -hmm. language is part of communication. So tone of voice is part of communication. Mm -hmm. um, the situational awareness, what's going on around you. So we're not going to dive into communication, though, today. But know, those, <laughs> yes, know that those things matter and know that constructive criticism is one of the most influential things you can do in your work environment, especially as a lead leader. And how you do that can help really differentiate you from being a good leader to a bad leader. So the answer is not, I'm the boss. Tell them why you're the boss. If, they, if there's an issue that you're trying to teach them about, put it into context, give them a path to be better, but it's not just that you're the boss. And the last thing I'm going to say about it is, is don't be a do as I say, not as I do type of leader. If you're giving constructive criticism, don't walk away and do it a different way so that everybody can see you do it differently. Because the constructive criticism you gave just goes right out the window. Mm -hmm. So I hope that uh, you all can uh, go out and help each other, be positive, give good constructive criticism, help people be better. Mm -hmm. That's our goal here is to help people be better. And uh, next week, we are going to talk about... Uh, what is a business consultant? Yeah, what is a business consultant and what should you expect from one? And why would you even want one? And what is it that we do every day? And what makes us valuable to you? And why you should turn to us in certain situations and rely on us to be your partner in your influence and in your company's influence and why our influence can make a big difference in the success of our clients and, in, and for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So that's what our next show is going to be. I hope you have a great weekend, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Yes. We're at INTeam Series and Your Biz Doctor. We're also on Facebook and LinkedIn at The Ion Team Series. If you guys have any questions or you want us to talk about something on the show, you can message me on Twitter. That's where I'm most active for The Ion Team Series, but it's at Ion Team Series. And then follow our YouTube channel. We put our podcast videos on there every week. And then our podcast audio is on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Voice and America. Voice America. Yes. The business channel. <laughs> awesome. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the I in Team Podcast. We hope we've positively influenced you and you've picked something up from the show that you can use in building and influencing other individuals or your team. Please join us soon for another program on the Voice America Business Channel.